Hello, welcome back to another episode of Generation on a Mission. It's a good one, so stay tuned. Side note though, I don't know if you need to hear this, but I do want to tell you that you're rocking it out as a mom. It's challenging. I feel you. I'm going to share a story with you in just a little bit, but you're doing great. I promise. And sometimes just keep in mind that a good day is just keeping the kids alive and fed because you have a clingy baby and an edgy toddler and that's okay. But I do pray that you're just filled with hope that you know that you're providing for your kids with the best foundation they can have and you're doing way better than you think you are. Anyway, we're diving into a topic that's going to help reshape the way you respond to your child when he does something that's expected of him. Not something where he goes above and beyond, just, you know, like just when he's doing typical life stuff. I'm going to tell you what you shouldn't say and provide you with an example of what to say instead. You pumped up? Let's dive on in. Hey there, Mama. If you want to raise empowered kids who actually listen while parenting biblically, you're in the right place. Not only does this podcast help you strengthen their spiritual gifts and walk in purpose at a young age, but it also teaches you how to parent with intention. Welcome to the Generation on a Mission podcast, where we focus on fostering our children's leadership skills so they can become world changers. Hi, I'm Michelle Schaff, former classroom educator turned parent educator, blogger, and podcaster, all while changing dirty diapers, drinking lukewarm coffee, and leaning on Jesus. Grab your headphones, whip out the tata, and start feeding your baby. We've got some learning to do. So everyone loves a good story. So before we dive in, I'm going to give you a glimpse of my perfect parenting life that happened last night. So my hubby was gone and I was tasked with putting my kids to bed on my own, which is fine. You know, baby and a toddler, it's fine. But, you know, I'm healing from wrist surgery. And so I'm like down just like a quarter of a hand now. My recovery is going well. But, you know, that that switch from everything's going fine and Danny to all of a sudden it's way past your bedtime. And now the stuff's hitting the fan and um, life just gets turned upside down. So that's what happened to me last night. I went from everything being fine and dandy to telling my toddler he needed to go to the bathroom. And all of a sudden, toddler is screaming like I've never heard before and then of course baby picks up on it and then I have the whole household screaming I'm surprised the dog didn't start howling but I had the whole the whole kids screaming at me and and just crying because I said go potty and then you know I tried to put the baby down and he just woke up and it was a fun fun time and I just had to sit back and I literally just started laughing because that's all I could do so Here is just a friendly reminder to just laugh sometimes in those moments when you're like, oh my dear goodness, what in the living world is going on? Just gotta laugh. Just laugh it off and it'll be fine. So there's that. But let's dive into the show now. Enough digression. There is something that I like to call the good job phenomenon. Yes, I did make that up. But once you know about it, your mind will be blown and you'll start to notice just how often the phrase good job is said. The good job phenomenon is where you say good job for literally everything your child does when it is and isn't warranted. Listen, I'm talking about when he cleans up his toys, when he doesn't hit the dog, when he goes potty after you asked five times, 
eats his food, when he shares, when he gets down from his chair by himself, when he just says, look at me, mama, I'm running. Like I'm talking literally all the time. And once you notice it, you can't unnotice. It's not a word, but you can't unnotice it. But I mean, for Pete's sake, even his scooter says, great job. For what? Sitting on it without falling off? My question is, why are we conditioning our kids to hearing this as the go-to response for anything and everything they do or don't do, especially when it's something that's expected of them, like being kind to others or cleaning up after yourself or using manners. Those are expected behaviors. So we should be teaching our kids to do them because they're the right thing to do and not just because they're so used to hearing the words, good job. I'm going to share a little example to you. Also, shout out to my parents for letting me use them as guinea pigs without knowing it. Love you, mom and dad. But recently, like I said before, I had wrist surgery and they came down to help lift the boys while I recovered. Also, just a side note, don't write on a hoverboard if you're not willing to reap what you sow. I know from personal experience, that's neither here nor there, but I'm just saying. Anyway, they were constantly telling my toddler good job. For things like finishing his lunch or drinking all of his milk or pulling down his pants to use the restroom or putting the puzzle pieces in the right spot. All the things. So I actually brought up the good job phenomenon to them. Because again, once you know about it, it sticks out to you and you notice how often you actually use it or that other people use it around your own kids. Now for me, it's kind of like fingers on a chalkboard at this point. When other people use good job toward my toddler or around my toddler, it starts to drive me a little crazy, I'm going to be honest. And it kind of makes me cringe a little, especially when someone says good job after he does something that's an expectation, like cleaning up after himself or after he goes potty, after he was told 15 times to go potty. I'm just saying I will never tell my toddler to go to the bathroom 15 times. I won't let it get that far, but that's not how this works in our house. I'm not telling you good job when you do something that's expected of you or if I've asked you to do something several times. Now, you might be thinking, holy Toledo, Michelle, you run a pretty tight-knit household. No, no, I mean, I do, but I still praise my child. And I'm going to explain that in just a little bit. But needless to say, after I brought up this phenomenon with my parents, they actually started to notice how often they were saying it. And they would catch themselves every time the words popped out of their mouths. I'll be honest, it's a tough habit to break. But once you become aware of it, you'll stop yourself midstream (laughs) and correct yourself. It will become easier with time, I promise. But don't get me wrong. I'm not saying don't ever acknowledge your toddler or child when he does something good, but I am saying pay attention to how you're acknowledging it. Good job is just not specific enough. I'm going to explain why overusing it is not the best approach in a minute, but for now, I'm going to tell you that good job just doesn't offer any valuable information about why what your toddler or child did was good. Take, for instance, your toddler is working on a puzzle and he puts a piece in. You say, good job. Now you have to think about that. Are you saying good job because he got lucky and found the right piece? Are you saying it because you want him to know how proud you are that he put the piece in? Are you saying it 
because he kept trying and didn't give up when he wanted to, or perhaps he just got done throwing the piece and you picked it up and gave it to him. And right after that, you said, I'll show you where it goes. And you put it in and he proceeded to put it in himself. And you said, good job. You have to think about what is the good job message sending in that specific instance? That's just some food for thought. Anyway, so when my parents stayed with us, they started offering more specific feedback when my toddler did something expected, like, I noticed you put your cup away. Thanks for showing responsibility instead of saying good job. They even started using more specific feedback with my nephew after this was all said and done with me. They took it back home and used it with my nephew and they were excited to tell me that they started seeing a change in his efforts and behavior and here's why. Like I said before, when good job is used, it's not telling your toddler or child why what he did was good. That's really hard to say by the way. why what he did was good. It's just a verbal affirmation that he did what you asked him to do or he did something that makes you happy or proud. Putting all the focus on how you're feeling as his parent because he did something and not how he feels because he did something. When you tell your toddler why what he did was good more specifically, he's going to start applying it to his actions and affirming it himself instead of looking to you for affirmation. Your toddler will start to take ownership of his actions, which isn't that our goal as parents, don't you want them to start taking ownership and doing it because they know it's the right thing to do and not because they're doing it because you're praising them for it? I'll also interject by saying good job is not a bad phrase to use when it's warranted, like when they put in a tremendous amount of effort or if they don't give up or perhaps they were persistent at something or thought outside of the box to solve the problem or when they go above and beyond. Now, personally, I still hardly ever use the words good job because I like to offer that more specific feedback, but if you still want to say it, just pick and choose the times. You know what I'm saying? And I'm not saying again, like I never praise, I still praise and I acknowledge my toddler constantly. I just use different verbiage. And I'm gonna explain that a little bit further now. Here's why overusing good job is not ideal. You see, when you overuse good job, your child will get so used to hearing it that she'll expect it for everything. I've seen that in the classroom before. And it's actually shown to decrease efforts because kids get so used to hearing it whenever they get something done. They won't put the effort into making it as good as it could be especially because they aren't doing it to make themselves proud. They're doing it to simply hear that affirmation and then move on, which is an interesting concept, right? Take this example. Your daughter says, mommy, I made my bed. Mind you, it's an expectation. And you say, good job after she finished. But you don't actually look at her bed. That's just your knee jerk reaction because she did it. Come to find out it's actually only half made. Now there's a solid chance that every time she goes to make her bed, it's going to be sloppy because you praised her for just getting the job done and not for the effort that she put into it. So we need to start focusing on the efforts and not the outcomes. And we need to think about how we praise kids when they do things that are simply expected of them. Because kids thrive on specific feedback, we wanna make sure we are still acknowledging when they do something they're supposed to do but we have to offer the why behind our acknowledgement when they do what they're supposed to do. On the other hand, if we never notice that they do anything that's expected of them or that they do good things, that's gonna have the same outcome as if we overpraise. 
and they still won't put any effort into it because, well, you know, what's the point? So we have to find that balance between overpraising and never praising as well. But our goal as parents is to build our kids' character, so we need to look for ways we can acknowledge when they are using positive character traits or values. For example, in our house, we put an emphasis on responsibility and kindness and respect. So I try to tie those values in when my toddler makes a good or a bad choice. But instead of saying good job when he tells me that he laid in his bed all of nap time instead of jumping on his bed, I respond with, okay, that was really responsible of you to make that choice on your own. Another example that I use with my toddler is when he cleans up a mess that he makes with his toys. I say, thank you for cleaning up after yourself. I really appreciate that because it keeps our house safe. This way I'm still noticing and affirming that he did what he was supposed to do, but now I'm telling him that he was showing a positive character trait, which helps him understand what that actually means. He can start to make the connection to, oh man, I cleaned up my toys and that was good. That's something that I can do to show I'm responsible. I'll even tell you that my two and a half year old has cleaned up his toys before and then has excitedly said, mama, I was responsible by cleaning up my toys. He was then beginning to take ownership of his actions. Another example, we have a toy drill. So when he puts it on the counter, he has learned that that keeps the baby safe. He says, I put the drill bit on the counter so the baby doesn't put it in his mouth. He knows that's expected of him. And I just continue by saying, thank you so much for helping keep the baby safe. But I don't want to get him too used to hearing those words too. And he needs to learn that these are good choices on his own. So instead of him coming to me and expecting me to say, hey, look, I, you were responsible. Instead of telling him that he's making a good choice, I've been asking him about his behaviors. So for example, I'll ask, you clean up after yourself. What kind of a choice was that? And he will respond with a good choice. So then I'll proceed to ask him, well, why was it a good choice? So that way he knows that I'm still noticing he's doing something good. But this way, it helps him not get used to hearing me say the same thing over and over and over again and come to expect it. But instead, it gets him thinking about why his choices were good. And he will start to apply what it actually means to make a good choice. And it helps him take ownership of his actions. And if we want to create generational leaders who strive to do what's right, then we need to be a little bit more intentional with how we respond to our kids. I will also say sharing is also a big one or really anything when he does something kind for somebody else. You want to say, good job, you shared. But is that really teaching him why sharing is good? Not really. It's teaching him that it was a good action, which is fine, but it's not telling him why it's a good action. So instead, we start by telling him, you shared, that was so kind. How do you think you made her heart feel when you gave her your last pretzel? Or if he's too young to understand that, you could simply say, it was really kind of you to share. She was feeling sad because she didn't have anything to play with and you showed her your big heart by giving her one of your toys. I think you made her feel really happy when you shared. And that's for like the younger kids um, because they won't necessarily understand that verbiage. But I will tell you, it's never too early to expose your toddler to this specific positive praise. They may not be able to verbalize it back to you at the beginning and you might have to lead them through those conversations, 
But I will tell you, the more they are exposed to it, the more they will pick up on it and be able to apply that as they grow and develop. Changing the way you praise or acknowledge your toddler can help them to make those choices independently as opposed to under your guidance every single time. You'll start to notice them repeating things like that to themselves. Like when you're in the kitchen making lunch and you hear him cleaning up his toys saying, I was so responsible. And it will make your heart smile so big. And that, that my friend, is how you know you're raising a generational leader. So now it's time for some reflection. I want you to think about yesterday or earlier today, depending on whenever you're listening to this podcast, and mentally tab up how many times you think you used the phrase good job to your kids. Your challenge is to now think about how many of those times you could have phrased it a little bit differently. And moving forward, I want you to try to catch yourself and acknowledge your kiddo a little bit more specifically by telling them that they're being responsible or kind or asking how they think they made someone else feel because of their actions. Keep an eye on how they start responding to your praise and if you start seeing a difference in your kiddos' efforts and decisions as you keep changing the way you're praising them or acknowledging their choices. And I also want you to join me for a later podcast when I'll discuss the balance between too much praise and not enough praise and how to help your kids to not grow dependent on your positive praise, but rather learn how to work intrinsically from within as opposed to extrinsically from you or somebody else positively affirming them every time. And if you learned something from this episode, be sure to take a screenshot of it and share why it tickled your fancy by tagging me in your stories on Instagram at Michelle Schaff, and I'll tag you back in my stories and we can spread the mama love together. Thanks for listening. See you next time. Real quick before you go, if today's episode made you laugh, learn, or love your littles a little more, please head on over to iTunes, subscribe, and leave a written review for the Generation on a Mission podcast. If you're needing simple ideas to boost learning for your kiddo, be sure to follow me on Instagram at Michelle Shaw, S-C-H-A-U-F, or join our Facebook page at Generation on a Mission. See you next time.